Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers, we are continuing through the New Testament. We are in the book of 2 Thessalonians. Three chapters, so we finish it today. And the book of Thessalonians, written by the Apostle Paul to those who lived in Thessalonica. He started the church there, and then great persecution broke out. He would go into the synagogues, and there in the synagogue, there was all kinds of trouble, and they were persecuting people and beating people. And the Apostle Paul leaves town in order to not be a lightning rod to draw more persecution and trouble and violence towards the new believers. But he realizes after, you know, three weeks, and he's worried about these guys and not knowing how they're doing. But like we said, they had the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit continued to teach them. He sent Timothy back. He found out how they were doing, and they had some questions and some things that were going on. And so Paul answered some of those questions, particularly about their misunderstanding about the coming of the Lord, the second coming of Jesus. So we're in chapter 3 right now, and he's closing it up. And he says, as for other matters, things going on, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread quickly and be honored just as it was with you. Well, why don't we pray that? Why don't we pray in our own circles, in our, in our own localities, in our own neighborhoods, our own circles of influence? Lord, we pray that the message of the Lord would spread rapidly and be honored, that people would actually accept it, and that they would be born again and have forgiveness of sins and everlasting life. And also pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people, for not everyone has faith. Well, yeah, the Apostle Paul, wherever he went, it seemed like he would meet persecution and he would meet violence. And he's saying, you know, pray that we'd be protected from that. And so, Lord, we pray for the persecuted church, those who are experiencing violence and being ostracized and um, being hated and having terrible situations for them and their family because of their faith. And, Lord, we uh, pray for those people. He said, but the Lord's faithful and he'll strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. You know, people are wicked, people are bad, but God's faithful. He'll strengthen us, he'll protect us. And we have confidence in the Lord that you were that that you were doing and will continue to do the things we command. He told him how to live as Christians, and he said, I'm confident you're gonna keep doing that. And I'm confident, you know, the church I'm part of, the church I've had the privilege of pastoring and helping with that. You teach the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit lives in people, and people do what they're supposed to do. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Two things. God's love, Christ's perseverance. You know, Christ suffered a lot, and he came through it, right? He, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. He didn't answer when they were um, accusing him. And so there's the perseverance of Jesus. May we have that, and may we experience the love of God, know that we're loved. And he said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers and sisters, to stay away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and does not live according to the teaching you receive from us. Well, this has always been a problem among those churches, uh, churches being people gathered together in the name of Jesus that there's always people who are disruptive. There's always people that are just causing trouble. There's always people that are just idle, taking advantage of everybody. And he said, just stay away from them. Simple as that. Just stay away from them. For you yourselves know how, we ought, uh, how you ought to follow our example. Okay, whatever example Paul gave, working hard with his hands and doing what he was supposed to do and loving people and serving people. He said, we weren't idle when we were with you nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. 
On the contrary, we work night and day laboring and toiling so that we would not be a burden to any of you. I love this. He was a tent maker and his companions, they worked and sometimes they were supported. They were supported by other churches, churches where they had made a difference, churches where people knew them and loved them and wanted to see the gospel go out to new areas. And so they financially supported Paul and his team. When they weren't receiving financial support, they'd work so that they could share the gospel. Uh, over 50% of the pastors in the United States are what they call bivocational, which means that they're working another job so that they can actually pastor the churches and the congregations <clears throat> that they do. So good example, good thing to do, honorable. It's been going on since the New Testament. Uh, sometimes pastors don't need to. I know my story is that I've, um, I've been bivocational. I've been trivocational. And I've been ministry vocational. I've been all of those things. I, I know what it's like to have absolutely nothing and try to start a church and, you know, just put your own resources into it because you don't have anything else. So, so you do it. And I know what it's like to be helped by people to some degree and, and still have to work and uh, sometimes have to work for yourself, sometimes work for other people, sometimes work a couple of jobs. And I know what it's like to be supported completely for the ministry. And so... It is different different things happened for different people at different times and the apostle paul said look man you know you know how we were we weren't afraid to work we did this not because we don't have the right to such help but in order to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate and this is pretty important when missionaries when we send missionaries you don't want to go send missionaries into some place and they start asking everybody for money you don't want to do that. You want the gospel to, to go for free. Freely you receive, freely give. And we can get behind missionaries and support them so that they can go and bring it free to other people. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule <clears throat> that no one who's unwilling to work should eat. Good rule. We hear that some are among you are idle and disruptive. They're not busy. They're busy bodies. Oh, it's always busy bodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus to settle down and earn the food they eat. Like, stop it. A lot of these people, uh, there was another thing going on that they were thinking the Lord is coming back because the Apostle Paul had told them that. And so some of them were like, well, if the Lord is coming back, like, you know, why should I be working and putting aside money and, you know, savings for the future and those kinds of things. And Paul said, just get to work. Such people we, can, we command and urge in the Lord Jesus to settle down earn the food they eat. And as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what's good. And it is true that the church is known for its compassion. So a lot of people are drawn to the congregations. A lot of people are drawn to the assemblies. A lot of people are drawn to the gatherings because they know there's compassionate people there and they can take advantage of you. So just be forewarned. And just keep doing what's good. And take special note of anyone who doesn't obey our instruction in this letter. Don't associate with them in order that they might feel ashamed. They should be embarrassed. You know, why are they taking advantage of people? Um, yet don't regard them as an enemy, but warn them as you would a fellow believer. So there's a balance there, right? Like somehow, you know, these troublesome people, these burdensome people, these people that like to take advantage, um, you need to love them. But, you know, some people used to call it tough love. I think maybe it was James Dobson who coined that term. Uh, just loving people, but loving them in a firm way and creating boundaries and living by those boundaries and then showing compassion. Now may the Lord 
of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. <laughs> I want that. I want peace. I want peace in my relationships. I want peace in my mind. I want peace in my heart, peace in my home, peace in my neighborhood, peace in my nation, peace in the world. And the Lord be with you all. I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand, which is a distinguishing mark in all of my letters. This is how I write. So it seems in the book of Galatians that Paul might have had some kind of eye situation, eye disease, where it made it difficult for him to see. And um, so he dictated these letters, but he would sign them nevertheless, and he had his distinguishing signature. And he said, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. I love that. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. I'll say it again. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Hey, bless you guys. 